Oh my god, I'm such a big fan. Gamera, Gamera, welcome to the Five Timers Club, dude. Uh, Gamera says it's nice to be here, but he thought there'd be more fanfare. Oh no, just me, just little old Davy Arquette, the world's greatest WCW champion. Well, the world's greatest wrestling champion in general. Uh, Gamera says, uh, not, not, not so much, no. I mean, I mean, no. Name, name one person that was a better wrestling champion. Come on. Uh, Gamera says, Ric Flair? I mean, okay, fine. You got one. I mean, great job and everything, but... Gamera says, don't forget about Sting. Okay, I'll give you Sting. He's a good guy. He was in Ready to Rumble. Gamera also has noted Hulk Hogan and Big Van Vader. Okay, okay, fine, fine. But, I mean, I don't... Come on. I'm not that bad. I'm... Uh, Gamera has also noted Ron Simmons. I mean, Ron Simmons, uh, first, you know, African-American WCW champion. That's great and everything. But, like, come on. I was better than some people, right? Come on. Come on. Uh, Gamera has noted Judy Bagwell and Moppy. Oh, no. but Gamera, that's too far. <laughs> Gamera says, ha ha, just kidding, gotcha. Wait, I mean, he has also just noted Rob Gronkowski. Oh, okay. Gamera, I'm at least better than Vince Russo, right? Gamera says, that's fair, I guess. It's that magical time of year in November to remember Gamera. Taste running a little on the uh, on the reverb there, didn't you? A little on the sauce, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do, you big lush. Mm-hmm. Nathan, why is this a special time of year? Oh, because it's 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 the Gamraversary month. Gamraversary. Uh, yes, uh, the very first Gamera movie was released in the uh, Western uh, regions uh, way, way back in the 60s in November. I believe it was the 24th or 25th. Okay. And we're, you know, we're in the same month. We we got it. We nailed it. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's like, you know how... Um, People say, oh, it's my birthday month, and you want to punch them in the face. It's the same idea with Gamera and his anniversary month. Yeah, you better not punch him in the face, though. No, because he, he would eat you. He is a giant turtle, guys. Mm-hmm. Watch out. 
and, uh, and will only attack if attacked because he is uh, the guardian of the universe and the friend of all children. Well, we're going to see some shades of gray in this movie, Nathan. Greater good. Greater good. That's all I can say. What 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 is this adventure that we're about to talk about today? Uh, we are going to talk about probably the best received uh, or second best received, depending on who you ask, uh, of the uh, later um, Hesai period of Gamera films, uh, which include Gamera, Guardian of the Universe, Attack of Legion, or Advent of Legion, and this one, Revenge of Iris, or Awakening of Iris. Um, and I think there was, uh, even in uh, some earlier drafts, if the, the name of the beast was Isis. Oh, but, dear. Well, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the thing at the time, right? I but, would, although although I would like to see uh, Gamera take on Isis. That <laughs> would be, and that would absolutely be in his wheelhouse. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, this one is probably uh, most well-received um, by the casual Gamera fan. Uh, simply because uh, the people story of it, um, it actually goes quite quite nicely. You get a definite uh, yin and yang, if you'll pardon the uh, uh, terrible pun, uh, because uh, our our hero uh, from the from Guardian of the Universe, um, which was the one who is uh, the uh, scientist. Uh, no, 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 uh, Asagi. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was the uh she was remember she was the girl from the from Guardian of the Universe who had like the um connection with Gamera. I rem- I vaguely remember that. I I was, these I've enjoyed these movies on on uh, I mean, I don't I think the the second new one I wasn't like as big on, but like I've enjoyed these movies overall, but I'll tell you they wash over me. Like I don't remember a whole lot. All I, I remember the really insane ones more because they, they, I mean there was a knife shark. <laughs> well, um, Asagi was the, uh, the 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 girl uh, wasn't a scientist um, in the first uh, one, Gamera versus uh, Gamera uh, Guardian of the Universe, mm-hmm. and she had a um, you know like a, a metaphysical connection with Gamera. If you remember, uh, she would get hurt if Gamera got hurt. I do remember that. Okay, so they do the exact same thing in this one, uh, for the most part anyways, but with the villain. So there's a girl who doesn't like Gamera uh, because she blames him for her family being killed, and uh, she actually helps bring up um, Iris after discovering her uh, in a an ancient uh, shrine or temple uh, and wants her uh, to defeat uh, Gamera in revenge uh, for her family. So you've got a nice, uh, you know, you've, you've got the, a very, a very interesting story uh, on the human front as well as on the Kaiju front. And would you say that hilarity ensues? Absolutely. I would. Okay. I don't know the budget for this movie. I tried to find out, but I know that the box office for this movie was fifteen million dollars. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was, and I don't even know if that's in America. I, I'm assuming that's the U.S. numbers, um, but I'm not sure what it made. It's a mystery. It probably did fine. Um, yeah. But this movie, it, did I even say what the name of this podcast was? <laughs> I don't think you did. I don't even think we introduced ourselves. Well, this is uh, what Brendan. were they thinking? And I am Brendan. And I'm Nathan. And every week on this show, we talk about a bad to questionable movie. 
And that is what we are doing this week. They're covered. Uh, no, we're not. We're talking about Gamera's free Revenge Virus. I, I did say which is neither bad nor questionable, in my opinion. If there is nothing questionable, then this is the end. <laughs> uh, but this uh, this movie does start out with, the, with my... I, I did write this down because it's the greatest title card. 1999, The Equator. <laughs> <laughs> which could be many different places. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, but any well, it couldn't be Antarctica. No, not every place, <laughs> but it could be many places. Right along the equator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But as it started, there's like a you go to like a village, and uh, well, it's the uh, it's the village uh, where the Gauss birds from the first uh, Gamera movie. They're all they're all from that like island. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a so. a woman, uh, a crazy old lady, like trying to chop up a, a dead gouse, right? <laughs> Which we learn that the so, no, this gouse bird killed her, uh, killed her grandson or something like that. I, I will I will get a note right now. Um, Nathan got to hear all the silly dubbed voices because I was not able to find a dubbed copy. I just got the subtitles. So uh, just any time a particular Charles Nelson Riley voice comes on, you just let <laughs> us know. I certainly will. <laughs> uh, I did get the S as Brendan said the dubbed version because I own the fine arrow collection of all the Gamera Blu-rays. Love. Oh my God! It's like oh, it, mm, Christmas came so early this year. <laughs> um, but our main character, our main female character, what, I don't even know her name. She's Doctor Scientist. I'm not sure. <laughs> is that what we called her last time? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Mayumi. Okay. Mayumi. Uh, n- yeah. Nagamine is her last name. Um. So I'm just going to say Mayumi because I am not going to remember that. Okay. <laughs> Both names. Um, but yeah, isn't she? So she goes and like sees this dead gouse and they're trying to figure stuff out. Well, she asks everybody like, where did this come from? And they all just kind of point in the same direction at the sky. And I'm like, well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> where, where did you think where, where, they didn't come from underground you know, that that winged thing where did it come from yeah. <laughs> in the sky and she's like oh <laughs> uh, cut to a submarine right yes Something we, like we which we, yes we do because we go to a, a submarine where they're uh, uh, combing the, the ocean floor which I thought was a, a fun little nod uh, to Gamera versus Virus. Yes, Gamera versus Virus, uh, where um, two young boys uh, take uh, take control of a, a, of a, a, an experimental sub um, and and travel underwater. Um, we'll we'll be we'll be tackling that one probably next year. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I, I mean, I assume, though, this scene for you is like a movie when I see, like, a dog or a cat die because there are multiple dead Gameras <laughs> in the water. There are, which is actually kind of, uh, when watching it, I was actually, this is kind of neat because it explores the idea that Gamera, um, as a singular being, uh, is not necessarily something that you can rely on for these movies. Uh, there's the possibility that there have been several Gamera 
uh, over the years because uh, we see just, uh, like as you said, a graveyard of them. Um, and someone even later in the movie mentions that, you know, they were beta versions. <laughs> uh, I don't necessarily buy that, um, but, I mean, if you think of something like uh, Mothra uh, from the Godzilla uh, universe uh, as, is another being that um, uh, can die, but there would be another Mothra afterwards. Yeah. I, I and do. there's actually Gamera the Brave uh, kind of touches on this too because Gamera the Brave, you're pretty much well dealing with the son of Gamera. Um, I all I noted was uh, the Dead Gameras would be a great punk band name. The Dead Gameras. <laughs> um, okay, I don't know what this note means. It just says love the new coverage, basically being avoid Gauss. The oh well i mean out. they uh of course we we get we get that scene uh there's a really cool kind of opening title thing uh with some flames and some cool visual effects and then we have previously on gamera oh right because it's in black mm. and white yeah and there's that that bit that you're probably referencing in your note there where the guy uh is on the news where he's saying that several gauss birds have been spotted please stay indoors if you do if you have to go out and you do spot gauss seek shelter yeah and it's basically like we have a plan in motion and then you just see them like unload like guns yeah. in the sky um and, and, and after showing all that previously on gamma stuff it kind of dovetails uh into our story uh, that's gonna well that's gonna lead into our story uh, for the most of this movie uh, where this uh, poor woman's cat got her killed. Yeah, well, I mean, she was in the building, so she probably wouldn't have mm. made it out anyway. They were trying to leave. She got killed like ten seconds after that cat went under the bed. Nah, well, you know, ten seconds, and they would have been in a car. So cats, uh, cats just know when danger's about. By the way, that's the most realistic part of this movie. The cat is like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's coming. I can see the future, and I know hiding under this bed will protect me. I didn't say they were smart. I just said they knew what was coming up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, so we get a we get a glimpse of like our character. Um, oh man, what is her name? The char- oh, uh, Ayana. Uh, is that the one that um, that wants to get revenge? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Ayana's uh, parents are both in the building. This is a mm-hmm. flashback. And uh, Gamera's uh, collateral damage uh, kills kills them because the whole building comes right. down, and uh, that that we get the sense of like why she wants to get revenge, of course, and mm-hmm. uh, and the cat's name is Iris. We should note. So for the first little bit, I was like, "Holy shit! Why is the cat named Iris? Oh my god, what's gonna happen?" <laughs> I thought we were gonna get a giant cat versus Gamera, which would have been great. I think the I think the SI ones are a little bit better than that. If this were the 1960s camera, that would have I would have put even money on on there being a giant cat kaiju. Camera versus pussy. Well, there was almost a giant uh, snake one that never got uh, that never got made back in the 70s. Um, was John Voight in it? No, that would have been great though. <laughs> Before his big role in Deliverance. Uh, no, it was Gamera versus Garasharp, and like it was a like a King Cobra type um, kaiju. Okay. So, uh, so we move on uh, to uh, years later. We're now in the uh, the present, and uh, we see that Ayana is now living uh, with, I believe, relatives uh, in the uh, the more far flung 
uh, versions of areas of Japan. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, very much like, yeah, you know, like, I know your parents died and stuff, but, like, can you change your last name to ours? It's a pretty traditional village. Well, and that's the thing, like, the um, the 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 dad of the family that she's living with they're kind of he kind of is trying to soft pedal it or cajole her gently and she doesn't want anything to do with it obviously because the only two left of her family are her and her her little brother uh the mom on the other hand whoa she missed her calling as a uh, as a nurturing caregiver uh by saying i don't know why she just doesn't do it her parents are dead um and then I'm not going to lie. At this point, something, something, Book of Changes, Curved Jewels is my note. <laughs> Are you talking about with the, uh, uh, the, the, the smug hipster guy? Uh, yeah. Is he like the, the dude who like has to protect the knife? Is he have to protect? No, no. That's the, uh, that's, that is the, the, the boy, okay. uh, from the family that he's, uh, that he's with. Uh, I was talking about the smug hipster guy is the, um, the one who's he wants to make all like these he makes he has a tendency to make these like cryptic say these cryptic things and talking about the the dance of death the, of Gamera and Iris and, and all this stuff later in the movie is he's, he's he's one of the few characters in the movie that I really just I wanted to beat with a sack of doorknobs is, is he the one with the the really dark hair that's like over his eyes kind of yeah, and he's all and he's always like with his he's always putting his hand in front of his mouth like he's thinking, he's being pensive, and he's supposed to be all cryptic and mysterious when he really just comes off as a douchebag. <laughs> I thought he kind of looked like a Japanese Anton Sugar. Okay. Well, <laughs> it, it, the haircut's there, but that's for yeah. sure. Um flip, but yeah, he, it's what's his name? It's uh um Shinya and Mito. They're the ones. Uh, they're the ones who are like trying to help Iris. Yeah. So I mean, they're, they're like they. They would be actually the. They would be more of the main human villains because they're actively participating. Because what happens later with Ayana, which we'll get to, uh, makes her just more of like a, a vessel or or a passive yeah. Gamera hater. Following this is a, a scene of where teenagers do, you know, that typical thing. It's as natural as uh, as puberty. It's every teenager's experienced this. It's when you dare each other to go into a monster cave, or yes, a very cryptic vault. Yeah. And uh, it, you know, I, uh, we come to find out that um, the reason why these uh, these girls um, from Ayana's school don't like her or her little brother uh, is because uh, they city folk. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking every time I see like a movie in which like the parents have already died and the, the kids are like having trouble fitting in. I always think of like that South Park episode where everybody just makes one a pip because his parents are dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, God damn you suck pip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the thing that kind of shook me a bit for this, the, the first time I'd seen it was that every time I, I see that, or uh, in a movie, the characters usually have a very different um, local localized accent or dialect, so you can differentiate between them. Like if you see it, um, it's like they don't like them because they're city folk, so they got to have that rural accent and talk like this. Yeah. 
Or it could be somebody from, you know, you know, out in the boonies. They're like, oh, this guy here with the boondocks, he's probably married to his sister or something there. I'm from the city. Oh, <laughs> we don't get that because it's, it's a dubbed. Uh, I, well, mine is a dubbed. And I don't think I would have the ear uh, to differentiate between a rural accent and an urban accent uh, as far as the Japanese go. Yeah. So for her to be like, uh, why don't you go talk to your Tokyo girlfriend? I'm like, what is that? Is, she hates her because she's from the city? That's so dumb. I think uh, I, I think you made a good point, though, where like I think it, like somebody who's actually from Japan watching this would totally get that joke. And would totally be Maybe. like, ah, yeah, your Tokyo girlfriend. I, I can I can hear the difference because I think I think someone <laughs> from there could hear the differences in the accents. The same as like I feel like in Canada, we're more adept at hearing like different provinces than than obviously like someone in America would. Yeah, well, it's best fair. They they just listen for a boot. Yeah, I mean, to <laughs> them, uh, someone from you know New Brunswick sounds just like someone from Alberta, which I can assure you they do not. Oh no, they don't, eh? <laughs> I'm from Alberta. <laughs> we say Calgary. Calgary. <laughs> uh, so anyways. So yeah, they dare um, to go into a monster cave. They do. And um the um oh, I am I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some stuff all screwed up well, here probably. Well I mean I, I gotta say she, she picks up a shell and she didn't ha- even have to jump onto a Goomba, so that was cool. No, she didn't. And this is where she kind of discovers um, the, I guess, the sleeping uh, shell of Iris. Yeah, and it, it, yeah. It, and they say this cave is protected by like the Ryusicho. Um. Okay, I didn't. I didn't note that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What, <laughs> anything that sounded important, I jotted it down. It just jotted her down eh? <laughs> without any context. <laughs> But yeah, she picks up the shell and then I guess she finds like those curved jewels. I didn't really understand like what that was all about. Well, those uh the the jewels are uh, for my from my gathering, you know, just supposed to represent like the um the same jewels that um sorry, that Asagi had in the uh in Gamera Guardian of the Universe. Remember she had the little they look like commas or half of a yin yang symbol. Okay, and she wore it as a necklace, and that was her connection to Gamera. Uh, we do come to find out that all the Ori Halkin, uh, the uh, the little symbols, that uh, they're all broken now, and none of them have any sort of connection with uh, with Gamera, and they're being kept by the government. Uh, but this here that Ayana finds, this is supposed to be the same kind of. Uh, talisman uh, that would connect her with Iris. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so that's why she. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why it's a big deal. That makes sense yeah. now that she's wearing it later. It's all coming together. Um, yeah. <laughs> then there's a the, yeah. So she just kind of finds it, and it's like, does she find Iris or she finds the shell? I don't think she finds Iris at this point, or if she does, it's very not tiny. at this point. No. Yeah. Um, because uh, the 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 fella who is supposed to be looking after the um. The, the shrine or his family is supposed to be the ones who look after the shrine. Uh, him and his friend uh, Mayuki uh, come along and and find Ayana. The only reason why I have her name noted is because she looked all uh, she looked like the uh, you know a chick from the ring or something. <laughs> She's just standing way way away from the shrine at the edge of the water, solemn with her hands down, 
looking like uh, some sort of specter or wraith. <laughs> like Charlie Sheen. Oh. <laughs> oh, and I have the I have face hugger egg as my next note. Because well, I mean when she finds uh when she finds the shell, that's when the the process starts of Iris kind of awakening. And I and I found that the egg that they use or the egg design in this looked an awful lot like one of the alien spores uh from the aliens movies. Well, I mean this was ninety nine, so they, they could have uh, looked to it for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um we do find uh, out that the Gauss are evolving, yo. Yes. Um because um uh, Mayumi uh, is uh, doing continuing her research um, on them uh, and also finding out about the different guardians um, in uh, you know Japanese zodiac and and, uh, and the culture and stuff like that. And we come to find out that uh, the tortoise guardian is the guardian to the north, mm. which would be Gamera. Uh, it was interesting. One of them was I think the one to the east was a. Uh, Oh uh, yeah, the one to the east was a tiger, and one to the west was like a a dragon, which I thought was I don't know if they were nodding at Godzilla with that, uh, but it'd be kind of fun if it was. And then they didn't like the southern one didn't have any anything because there was uh, there was I don't know, so a piece of the translation or something was missing, mm-hmm. and that's where we're you know we're going to be moving towards that because it's going to be obviously it's going to be Iris. Yeah. Um, and we get the idea pretty quickly during this research scene that uh, Ayana is is wondering like what's the enemy of um, of Gamera like what's the enemy of the South and, and he says like oh you know it's the South protect I I don't I don't know <laughs> she says she's basically basically the enemy of the South is is Iris yeah and yeah, yeah it's going and to do she's do, like oh yeah we we all find this uh, we all find out later. Uh, find out this stuff uh, as she is later looking at her super duper cutting edge state of the art CD ROM PC. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's not the best technology moment in this movie either. That's yet to come. Oh, it is not. No, no, it certainly isn't. Uh, but we'll get to that. Um, so after doing all this research and discussing, uh, she goes uh, out for goes for a walk where she runs into our uh, good old friend. Uh, Inspector Osaka, uh, who is now selling magazines and uh, is uh, nothing but a drunkard. Mm. Uh, last time we saw him was his cameo in Advent of Legion, where he was the security guard working at the Kirin Beer Factory oh, okay. that Legion attacked. Mm. But he doesn't. He's like, nope, it's not me. You you have me mis you have me mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, I guess I'll buy some stuff for you. It's clearly him, and I, I, I'll give him some money. Is it is it before that too, where she deals with that creepy dude who's like, they say I'm the best monster expert. I think that comes later because I have, I have creepy government guy, and um, of course those, you know, the 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 the, no, well, I'm just gonna call them Team Rocket. They show up later. Um, because, well, come on, they're the, they're the bad guys, right? Mm-hmm. So, Team Rocket shows that they show up later, um, because the next thing I have here is, uh, them being, n- nobody being shocked or horrified that the, the Gauss 
are flying over the city and then other beings are being spotted. This is the new normal in Japan. <laughs> I mean, when you've had as many... I guarantee you there were commercials talking about these unprecedented times that we live in. <laughs> I hope this email finds you well in the midst of these unprecedented Gauss attacks. Right. I mean, you gotta you gotta imagine like how many monsters has Japan had to deal with over the years in the in the world of film? Well, like they they're just like this is like yeah whatever it's a fucking Gauss just deal with it. But I mean, if we're if we're just talking about the the universe of this movie, we've had uh, Gamera, three Gauss birds, um, then Legion and Gamera again, uh, Return of more Gauss. Uh, we start the movie with him fighting Gauss, and then Iris, and then the Gauss return at the end. And apparently, there's a huge off-screen Gamera Gauss world tour that's going on during this movie. So I, I guess at some point it, it just it ends up being like Pacific Rim, where people are like, "Yep, monsters. That's what are you gonna do?" Yeah, move. Just just keep walking. Look down at the ground like you're in New York. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, Gauss attack actually, and then a Gauss falls out of the fucking sky and just like crashes into a building. Yep. Um, Because there's this this guy. He's trying to he's trying to pick up, and he's like, "Yeah, baby, I'm a producer. You look so beautiful." And he's doing this whole thing where he's trying to get his game on, and you just see the bird falling and falling and falling behind him. Blows to hell, and then Gamera comes down, and they start fighting, and and just wanton destruction just happening all around them. Yep. In fact, I think they announced later that there's like twenty thousand people who died, something like that. Because I think, I mean, they, obviously they're doing that because they want to, um, they want to get you at least somewhat sympathetic towards, um. Ayana, because she legitimately blames Gamera for her family being killed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, the 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 boy who lives in her village that is supposed to be protecting that that water shrine uh, explains to her if Gamera hadn't uh, been there, the world would have been overrun by Gauss birds and we'd all be dead. Yeah. So he's basically trying to explain that you know Gamera didn't go out seeking to kill your family. It's unfortunate that they died while he was, you know, doing his best to save uh, the rest of the world from what was about to happen. Well, now I want to see a Gamera courtroom drama. (laughs) Um, It actually kind of reminded me of, like, this is like the the Captain America Civil War of Gamera films where, like, you have to deal with some of the repercussions of all the damage in the city. Yeah. Yeah, although you can't exactly call in a, a giant terrapin into court to answer charges. <laughs> Screw yonk! <laughs> Gamera says, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the hey, truth. Hey, let Meryl Streep play his lawyer. Give her another Oscar. <laughs> oh, God. I want to see that now. As everyone's running, there's a kid that falls down, and he just stays there for like 10 minutes. Yes, um, but Gamera... Saves him, I think. So I, I don't know. I and again, I think that is, um, he does save him because uh, the Gauss is trying to like uh, hit, like just make destruction and kill people. And Gamera actually blocks the the shot with his arm, and 
prevents the kid from being killed because when the the kid's mom finds him and picks him up, he's like, camera, save me, camera, camera, save me. So I'm not sure if they're giving the nod to Itchy or Tibby uh, <laughs> in this one. Uh, but uh, that because that that happened twice in the uh, the 1960s one the original Gamera movie he saved uh, Tibby and then of course we all know that he saved Itchy unfortunately unfortunately yeah. he did um, unfortunately <laughs> but uh so so i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of shit getting blown up here and the the news is basically like well i guess we're uh we're going to fucking kill Gamera at this point yes and the um is this where we get our the return of our our former uh, government guy from the first one who was uh, who was all about uh, saving the gals because they were rarer than Javier whooping cranes. I don't know. I it's it's okay. I, I I know we only watched that movie like actually no Gam- Guardians of the Universe we would have watched like four years ago so I don't I don't remember yeah anything. I don't remember much about it. So it, it, and that's and that's just it. I I have seen it several times since then. Yeah. So I'm sure there's lots of re- repeat uh, people. I do know that the same director did all three of these movies, which I think is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, the, uh, the 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 government weasel guy from the from the first Gamera movie, he shows up because they now have like full on like I I don't know monster committees for lack of a better term mm-hmm. um, in the Japanese government because J- Japan keeps getting attacked by giant monsters. So much so that this guy actually bemoans, what did we ever do to deserve being attacked by all these giant monsters? Yep, that's that's. I think that's the creepy dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that at this point where the guy who's like supposed to protect the cave finds out he's supposed to protect it? And then the old lady is like, just don't move the stone and everything will be fine. And he's like, ah, crap. <laughs> well, and she even tells him the story about how like it... it it won't it won't move for just anyone mm-hmm. but to still protect it and make sure it doesn't get moved because they, they she even tells a story about how they had like a sumo wrestler come to the village and he couldn't move it and there are other people who tried that couldn't move it but if someone is able to move it then that's you know it's signs of a bad time yeah. coming but thankfully later uh that sumo wrestler won the uh, wwf tag team titles with owen hart at wrestlemania right and he was actually uh samoan named randy <laughs> yeah he fooled them all <laughs> i you know it, he, they just said he he was a sumo wrestler they didn't say if, if he was japanese could have been john it could have been john tenta yeah. exactly <laughs> thank you <laughs> I like I like to think it was John Tenta now. Let's go with that. <laughs> okay. Um shark. <laughs> Avalanche. <laughs> Avalanche. I think it's where she she goes to see or uh, uh see I almost said Orky cuz I looked at Orky when I saw Iris. It's <laughs> just some magic in the water. I know, when I saw Iris in the cave I was like, "Man, he's starting to kind of look like Orky from Magic <laughs> in the Water." Yeah. And uh we we have that that uh, little bit, but we also find out that Os- Osaka isn't just selling uh, magazines um, on the street. Uh, he is also quite the booze hound now, mm. uh, drinking his profits um, uh, away, and because he's still suffering some pretty severe PTSD from all the um, you know kaiju attacks that he has <laughs> been been privy to over the years. Yeah. 
It's like I often uh, wonder about characters like that. Like I often wonder like how like Jessica Fletcher never had like PTSD solving all those murders. <laughs> all those murders. <laughs> and did she ever stop and like, you know, maybe I'm being targeted. <laughs> they keep happening. Cabot Cove. I don't know why they keep coming to my little town. Either that or I fully support the theory that she's doing it. <laughs> so murder she did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do see that um we well, I mean, during that first fight in this fight here, we get a, a really good clear shot of our new Gamera design, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. Which uh, again lends the credence to the idea that the Gamera's uh, either are different creatures or can evolve. Because mm-hmm. this Gamera, the the character design for the Gamera in this movie is very different than the one we saw in uh, Guardian of the Universe. And, and I'm going to uh, guess that people were not as upset with this new design as uh, as Godzilla fans were when they saw the American film. I, I You know what? I don't even know and I don't even care because, <laughs> because I, th- I think people like that can go pound sand up their ass. <laughs> I mean, the American Godzilla design was pretty shitty. <laughs> Which one, Gino or the... Uh, I'm talking from... about the 90s one. Okay. I thought you were talking about from the Garth Edwards one. No, no, that one looked good. Um, so we've got Gamera versus Gauss again. Um, yeah. and so we can see him doing it. And uh, there's a part where uh, Gamera just starts. He's he's killing he's killing the Gauss, and he's like wrecking all this stuff around him. Uh, so much so that I, I actually noted, uh, even even I think this was a, a bit much on Gamera's part. Yeah, I mean, they definitely, <laughs> because the plot involves, like, collateral damage, that, uh, sorry, because the plot involves collateral damage, collateral damage. that uh, Gamera is causing, um, they, they do up the ante more than they did in any other Gamera movie. Yeah. Is this where we get the uh, the video games? <laughs> Is that no? That's it's a little bit further, but we could probably skip to it if you want to, because the only thing I have here is uh, I saw a TV VCR combo, which I was like, "Whoa, state of the art, two and one TV VCR, right? Yeah. What kind of bar are they in? That's what shishi bougie plays." Um, <laughs> 1999, baby. Next, actually, comes the story uh, the 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 boy who gets who has to look after the the, the ceremonial knife. Mm. The story about the sumo wrestler and everything like that. And the only reason why I know that's here is because uh, somebody asks. I think it's uh, Miyaki asks where he's at, and uh, the the father says, "Oh, he's talking to his grandmother uh, because he's going to be taking over the the, the family uh, someday." And the girl's like. I think that should go to a girl. <laughs> the father's like, woman take over a family? Are you insane? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't say those words exactly, but that's the condescension that came across in that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, boop, 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 boop. We get the family backstory, like we said, um, and that the girl found Iris, and then, yes, the probably the most important piece of tech in the entire movie is on full display in this next scene and that would be the sega dreamcast (laughs) which was actually a pretty impressive piece of hardware but the people who claimed to love it were also the ones who pretty much killed it (laughs) it was because the 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 way the the software and system was designed um you didn't have to put a mod chip in it to play burned games so, you know, uh, people just downloaded the library 
and burnt them all, and Sega made no money off of it. So, there you go. Well, R.I.P. Dreamcast. Thankfully, you got some good exposure in this movie because uh, they're playing Mana. <laughs> there's still some, uh, there's still some homebrews and stuff uh, that get made, but it, yeah, like you said, it's not. Um, obviously, it, it died a pretty, pretty unceremonious death. And if the games were like this. I can understand why. Oh, yeah. It's like you can... This new game has statistics and maps. And I'm like, wow, cool, man. Sign me <laughs> it's up. Like, yeah. His... Uh, his last... Because they're talking about... Uh, I think they're uh, they're talking about um, uh, Shinya. And that his last game was a huge success. It was uh, statistical analysis of storms. And I was like, Jesus, that sounds boring. <laughs> I was like, I, I I've played The Sims, and that sounds even worse. I I played that Penn and Teller uh, bus t- tour bus game. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the drive to Vegas. Yeah, that if yeah. you if you just decide to leave and walk away, will actually slowly crash you. You actually have to yeah. steer it the whole time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, made as a joke, but still. Yes. Um, but yeah, and yeah, so he shows her that the the video game, the Dreamcast thing. Well, and he also explains like the whole mana thing, uh, in that you know, Gamera eat like mana is the the life force uh, of the world. Um, it, it ebbs and flows. Uh, Gamera is powered by it. Um, when mana dips to a certain like lowness i guess in in the world that's when creatures like the gauss and legion can attack mm-hmm. because they even show uh, his their ideas that this is where the mana for the planet was when legion attacked and when the gauss first showed up man whenever these buzzwords came up i was just like lost <laughs> checking it out yeah just gone um, uh we we do go back to the the village yeah um where uh the the young fellow who's supposed to be looking after the uh the water shrine uh with his knife uh he he's gonna go kill um uh, he's i think he's, he's gonna go kill uh iris mm-hmm. and he can't he can't do it no because uh, ayana pretty much will talks him into to not doing it they do have that really cool scene where it eats like the tuna straight out of the can, like eats it like a juice box out of the can mm-hmm. and crushes the can. Yeah, and Ayana is like, it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> well, I think secretly she's also like, she wants it to take revenge on Gamera for her. Yes. And, um, uh, I also noted that the I, I found that the character design for Iris um, was reminiscent of Virus. Um, okay. Virus is like a, a squid type kaiju from the the 60s um but it's obviously not a straight remake because just the 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 tentacles and floating are pretty much well where the comparisons start and stop yeah uh well i mean i later on iris kind of reminded me of a uh, mighty morphin power rangers villain when uh i kept i kept expecting them to show up and like form into their like collective robot to fight it Couldn't watch that when I was a kid. It was too violent. I had to turn it off. I did not watch. I, I think I was a little. I think I was a little too old. Yeah, I was at. That <laughs> I, 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 I Voltron. But I mean, it's the same idea, right? So I was at that sweet spot. So I had to turn it down real low. And then when they okay. started fighting the robot, it got loud, and I panicked. 
<laughs> um, let's see. What's that? What about the news? VAs are pretty great. Oh well, they they. Oh, the voiceovers. The... Oh, I oh, see. Yeah, you wouldn't have got that. You because oh, no. you would have. You'd... <laughs> the the voiceovers for the news are, are are they're pretty great. The the inflection and deliveries are they're all over the place. If you get a chance to ever watch the dubbed Fantastic. version, Fantastic. <laughs> I did write down that in the, so they cut to the news because they're showing a bunch of like interviews with people and stuff, mm-hmm. and then when they cut to the newsroom, um, they have wine, and I was like, man. Get, let them do that now because Anderson Cooper. Poor, oh. I don't know what you're talking about. The, uh, who is the girl from the Today Show? Hoda and oh, Kathy Lee. Kathy Lee. They, they would just they would drink wine all the time. Oh well, they can, but I don't see people on like CNN like like Anderson Cooper needs that if he has to interview like one of those like <laughs> Trump, see, I, Trump cronies I or whatever. I think that this this show is is more like a. Uh, um, you know, a Good Morning America type show, and not the uh, not the Situation Room. Oh, okay. you imagine Wolf Blitzer just pouring back like a a, a Colt forty five while he's talking about <laughs> the election. Yeah, friggin'. I uh, mean, I could, everyone would understand. I really. Well, that's what I mean. Just let them get drunk one day. <laughs> election <laughs> night. You have. Uh... <laughs> oh my God! What's his name? Don Lemon. Don Lemon. Thank you. <laughs> uh yeah you just have like don lemon just on election night just being like oh <laughs> crack me another one <laughs> and uh, you know what wisconsin is oh, who fucking cares guys <laughs> it was at this point uh that that patty started giving some fashion notes oh um to what the people <laughs> what the people were wearing on the on the news shows <laughs> i think one of her that that jacket is a disaster. <laughs> I would love to just see that in real time. <laughs> oh, by the way, this okay. So this next bit where Ayana is looking for Iris because she goes into the cave and she can't find Iris and she's looking around. And then when she finally finds Iris and the tentacles come out and something, I wrote this down before it happened. I swear to God, I said, "Is this going to be a Shape of Water situation?" <laughs> and then as iris is like wrapping her up in the tentacles i literally wrote in all capital letters no no that was a joke that was a joke <laughs> patty uh let's see she also noted that she thought that this version of iris looked like uh mew from um detective pikachu oh yeah yeah i could see that yeah um yeah so he puts puts her in his like egg sack <laughs> So, yeah, let's get let's let's talk about that for a second because not only is Asagi back because that that kind of happens in in a scene where she's returned because of all the stuff that's starting to happen with the Gauss and everything like that. We get a brief scene to show that she's back in the in the movie, so she's going to be a part of this. But you're right, we do go to Yana when she goes to try to visit Iris, and Iris isn't in the cave, and she runs out into the forest to to look. For uh, to try to find Iris, where we found that she has sucked a tanuki dry, and she asks, "Oh, were you looking? Were you looking for me, Iris?" And I was like, "No, asshole. She was looking to feed. She sucked a tanuki dry, and then proceeds to eat her." Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> I think Iris is a girl. Oh, you know. Live your best life. Right. 
Um, we start, uh, we get another, we get some clips, uh, reusing some old footage from previous fights with, uh, Gauss and also the Legion, which I have right here, classic Gamera, <laughs> because I don't, you, you haven't watched a whole lot of them, um, but you did watch Guiron where they, they reused fight footage from, uh, the previous, uh, Gamera movies where he fought um, Virus and he fought uh, Baragon and he fought Gauss and they actually use clips from those movies in that movie and they do it in this one um, um, and to uh, perfection in my opinion. And I mean, I mean, in in the Guiron one, they do repeat that shot of him sawing, trying to saw off Gamera's head for like ten minutes. Yes. <laughs> um. And uh, so we flash forward to the evening, and uh, the fella who is supposed to be protecting the the, the water shrine uh, comes to find out that um, Ayana isn't at home. She never returned home, so he's like, "Oh, I bet she's she's visiting the monster that nobody else knows about except for me. I better go check on her at the water shrine." And he cuts her out of like this weird egg sack. Yeah. Um, because Iris was legitimately eating her. Yeah, well, it was, like, feeding off her, like, hate, too, right? Yes. Like, yeah. the, her hate for Gamera was, like, basically fueling it? Yes. Okay. And he uses, uh, he uses his, his wooden Zelda sword to cut her out of the, uh, out of the sack. Yes, he does. He hasn't upgraded yet. The wooden sword is the weakest of the swords, but, you know, he'll get there. Yeah, well, you know what? And the lady who who gave him the backstory was like, you know, it's 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 dangerous out there. Here, take this. Uh, there's a nice Casio keyboard montage while we're looking at like mucus research data. Right. Don't know the context of that, but I think it's the doctor and uh, um, what's the, who's the dude that's homeless now? Osaka. Oh, Osaka. Yes, because. Yeah. Uh, she's doing that, but he's also giving kind of his, what happened to him. And I figured, you know, they would just be like, oh, I, you know, I was, uh, I was a security guard and then, you know, the Legion attacks happened and I just kind of spiral out of control and this is where I'm at now. But we've come to find out that not only was he an investigator in the first one, uh, when all that, uh, happened after it was said and done, he decided to be a farmer, Mm. but he couldn't do the work. And so he quit doing that and then became the security guard. And then uh, after the whole thing with uh, uh, with the Legion, he took to drinking and selling magazines. Sounds like a country song to me. Right. Um, how does I know Ayana gets loaded into like the ambulance or whatever, but how do the cult, weird cult people get her? Well, they uh, it's because she's she's in a coma. Uh, they take her from the the shrine and they take her to the hospital. She doesn't technically have, um, you know, a, a family or like an adult next of kin, which I think is bullshit. Because if she's living with this family, they would have at least had some sort of guardianship over her. The hospital just gives her well to the two weirdos. Doesn't Iris like kill her entire uh, family? Does that that doesn't happen just um, maybe yet? not yet? I know I know what happens at some point. I do have where was my because I, I have actually brutal village feeding. No, you may be right. You may be right. I may be crazy because yeah, uh, you may be. I may be crazy. Um, and but it just may be a lunatic that you're looking for. Maybe I'm trying. Uh, so I can't find. Turn out the lights. Oh, okay. Don't tr- don't try to save me. 
All right. You may be wrong, but for all I know, you may be right. Oh, what a confusing message. Are these Billy Joel lyrics doing anything for you? No? Okay. (laughs) Sing us Uh, a song. You're the piano man. That's not that song. Um, Yes. No, you're right. There's a brutal village feeding, and that's right, because Charles Nelson Riley uh, is still quite scared, and then we hear the secrets that she keeps while she's talking in her sleep mm-hmm. when she's in the coma. So, yes, the uh, the village parents are dead, uh, not to be confused with the village people who are just, at this point, um, you know, pl- probably playing shows in Branson. Um, <laughs> and so because there's no adult caregivers um, to look after her, uh, the hospital's like, yeah, sure, weird adults, you can have her. Yeah. Either as- way... <laughs> Even if the okay, so even if the the, the family she's living with is dead, mm-hmm. I still find it really quite highly dubious that the hospital would be like, yeah, sure, go ahead, take her. It's a it's a it's a it's a satirical it's a commentary on the uh, medical system in Japan. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> they got put on blast by Gamera Three. Yeah, they're like, take that, <laughs> hospitals. <laughs> You'd think that uh, after I, I just want to note this here because. Um, there, there's bits here where we see soldiers shooting at, uh, at the, at Iris or whatever, because Iris mm-hmm. shows up. I, I, you'd think that after like eight bajillion attacks, soldiers would know they can't shoot kaiju's with guns. Well, I think it was more of a, uh, a, a, a I don't know, a, a distracting tactic because there were other soldiers there that had like rocket launchers and and, and grenade launchers and whatnot. Um, I think the thing that really got me here, because this, this scene, if I'm remembering correctly, the, is where, um, the, the two teenagers, they kind of run off, um, to, to fool about in the, in the woods, uh, during their camping trip. And, uh, one of them runs ahead and he, he's like, he stops because the, the giant tentacle from the iris starts moving on the ground. I'm like, the hell did they not see that in the first place of course the uh, the girl uh, gets sucked uh, mummy dry and that's when of course the uh, the, the the army folks uh, show up I did I did like the um, uh, the flying effect that they used um, to to use for iris whenever she was moving around and things it I mean a little out of place, maybe in the in the brighter lights, uh, but during like the the fighting at uh, in, in, at night, uh, especially during the the big fight at the end, I think it looked pretty good. Uh, it was also at this point where I noted that the creepy emo uh, villain guy sounded an awful lot like Paul Giamatti. <laughs> oh, if only I could have heard it. So I'm just all over the place here tonight, but. <laughs> um. But then eventually, so they're trying to, the, the creepy cult people are like trying to use Ayana to like help Iris or like summon Iris or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, the doctor and uh, Osaka, or I don't, I don't know if Osaka's there, but the doctor comes in and uh, she, they're basically trying to get her back. They're like, you know, give us Ayana, you fucking nutballs. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's basically like, uh, it's basically like, you know, Sally Field, like, give me my daughter back. It's one of those movies. <laughs> Or Harrison Ford, give back my son. <laughs> Not on my plane. Where's my family? <laughs> give back my family. <laughs> yeah, and so at the same time, the the Osaka dude and, again, the names, um, the dude who's, like, protecting the cave. Oh, see, I, I don't know. I, 
don't know his name. Oh, okay. I, I just keep uh, that, that young gentleman who is supposed to be looking after the cave. Yeah, they're just like hanging out. And then he's like, you know what? Let's go. Let's go to Ayana. Let's go help her out. That's all I mm-hmm. have for that scene. I don't think much much else. Happens. Yeah, no, because I my note here is he's off to save his girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ayana has like a Forrest Gump moment where she's basically like, "I gotta find Iris." <laughs> As Iris like touches <laughs> down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then uh, Gamera versus Iris. Round one. Fight. I do like there's a, there's an interesting thing here they do where um, as they're getting ready to fight they show like Gamera's face Iris's face and then Aeon's face I was like oh that's interesting yeah they take uh, they they quickly realize to take off the jewel that she's wearing around her neck because it, uh, again it can it connects her to to Iris so any I'm guessing if they hadn't done that any damage that Iris would have taken would have been visited upon. Ayana. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It cut off the the connection that they had. I'll I'll tell you what I could have done with a lot less of is um the creepy emo guy being like a, a philosophical asshole the entire time. But he is crushed by a bunch of beams. Yeah, okay. So what did when that happened in in the subtitle version, what did they have him saying? I I don't know. Oh, I don't remember. You, Okay, because um, when it happened in this one, he actually says, this is so scary, and he's smiling like it's the greatest thing in the world. He does say that. Okay. Yeah, that does come up on the subtitles. (laughs) But that doesn't happen, that hasn't happened right now. Um, We, uh, let's see here, what do I have here? Him being a um, philosophical asshole. Uh, that the Gamma and Iris are going to fight to the end. Uh, oh, shut up, Emo. Um, because him, again. You think that Gamera is is killed in the first exchange because there's a big splatter of green blood. But no, we see Gamera get up, uh, to which I have the uh, Samuel L. Jackson note from A Long Kiss Goodnight. That's right! You can't kill me, motherfucker! Uh, there's some really cool fire wipes. Um, but then there's like just tense moments where they're not doing much of anything. I noted, please, somebody just throw a pie or something. <laughs> Be careful because in the long kiss goodnight, that killed someone. It did. It really, really did. Get <laughs> um, uh, G- uh, Gamera gets shanked in the side by Iris with one of her tentacles. Yeah, she gets stabbed, and then uh, the emo guy gets crushed, screaming, "This is so scary." And I think the 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 girl dies too, but I don't I don't really. I she dies catch. beforehand because she goes out and she's like she's trying to to help Iris and become one with Iris. And uh, the the emo guy is like, that's not gonna work. And then Iris, of course, she's killed. And um, he says her name, Shinya. Now meet Death. <laughs> it's like I think that's in the subtitles too. Yeah, but honest to God, because he sounds like he sounds like Paul Giamatti, he's his voice doesn't necessarily match up with what he looks like, and you just like I just want I just want to punch him. I just want to I just want to beat him viciously because, well, yeah, because he, he sounds like every faux, like cryptic, uh, poetic dork who's just doing it for attention. 
Well, yeah, because I mean, if I saw if I actually saw Paul Giamatti doing that, I'd be like, oh, I love Paul Giamatti. He's great. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> um, the uh, oh the camera camera goes down uh, because yeah. he's been stabbed. Um, the the young fellow who was looking after the the water shrine shows up and just hucks his knife at Iris and hopes for the best. And it just bounces right off, and then he gets fucking just blown away somewhere. Well, no, it bounces it bounces off, but it does hit Ayana oh, yeah. and cuts her, which kind of like wakes her up from her, you know, Iris fugue. Uh, but yes, he does get uh, <laughs> blasted to the other side of the the train station that they're in. Um, later, it's revealed that he didn't die, so he's tougher than Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, stop the damn fight. <laughs> um, does get like sucked in though. She's starting to get sucked into like, well, yes, Iris. she gets, she gets enveloped by Iris and has like this Timothy Leary flashback scene, <laughs> like just full on acid flashback where, um, she sees her family being killed where she's like, Iris, did you do it? I don't understand how Iris could have done it. Yeah. I don't know when Iris did it. Because if she was in the egg that Ayana discovers and it hatches for her, who killed the, her family? Did, did she kill her family? See, I don't know. I thought there was a scene where um, after she was like put in the egg or whatever, I was confused at first because when they cut to like her family and they were like, they were like calling the other dude and they're like, where is she? I don't know where she is. I thought we saw her walk in in the background. Oh. And I thought that was Iris, like, impersonating her or something. And I was like, oh, shit, he can shapeshift. <laughs> yeah, I, I, maybe I'll watch it four or five more times just to get, get some clarity. <laughs> well, and the thing is, too, like, her hair looked different. And I almost wrote, I wrote down, like, oh, Iris made her a woman. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's not what happened. But um, we, do, we do get, uh, we, we come back um, and uh, Gamera takes a, a tentacle to the hand because I have a note here. Gamera gets stigmata. <laughs> Coming soon. Yeah, and um, Iris is actually taking the life force uh, from Gamera through this uh, wound, and this is where um, our 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 titular turtle hero uh, goes all 127 hours on us. Oh and, yeah, and rips Fucking his own arm off, burns it off, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he yeah he fireball blasts it, but when he pulls it loose, there's like you know sinew and 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 whatnot uh, that you see as he's pulling it free. Yeah, and he essentially rips out Iris's heart and fucking eats it. <laughs> kind <laughs> of because uh, Iris tries to um, tries to uh, attack um, Gamera, and he absorbs the mana back and uh, kills Iris reaches in pulls ayana out um and uh just like tibby or itchy uh saves her uh he gives her the roar of life uh, it's just called that it doesn't mean anything or anything like that <laughs> call back to the nun there <laughs> um and this is where i noted because this is where we find out that the the boy who was uh trying to help did not die and is mick foley tough yeah. And he saves Ayana because, again, Gamera is the friend of all children. 
Yeah, it's basically. And then uh, I, when she when she gets up, when Ayana gets up and asks, like, "Why did Gamera save me?" I was really, really hoping Gamera just turned and faced her, and then, like, in perfect, like, clear English, was just like, "I saved you because this is my goal. This is my mission. <laughs> I am Gamera, friend to all children." <laughs> really, really hoping. <laughs> I, I I would have settled for just one of the one of the humans saying because Gamera is the friend of all children and guardian of the universe. And then they could end it with Gamera. <laughs> I found out that they're the because I have the uh, the Arrow collection. Uh, they they subtitled that because they uh, they they didn't they they dubbed everything else, uh, or I could watch it in subtitles. But they dubbed everything else. Um, but they didn't they didn't dub the songs. They let the songs in the, the original Japanese, but put uh, the subtitles underneath. And it's basically saying that uh, Gamera is mighty, uh, monsters are coming from Jupiter and Mars, and <laughs> Gamera will fight them and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's, it's really quite intriguing. Well, I mean, um, and, and as Gamera is leaving uh, amidst all the carnage, it looks like a scene out of like the last scene in Terminator 2, with yep. all the fire all around. I, I oh, yeah, also wanted Gamera <laughs> to give like a thumbs up before he left. <laughs> Where he was like, so long, sorry yeah. about turning your city into <laughs> cinders, but gotta go. And don't let it happen again. <laughs> well, because he's got to go off and fight all the Gauss, because apparently uh, there's even more Gauss being spotted worldwide. Yeah. Um, and the, the Japanese army has finally, uh, or the, the Air Force or Army or other military in general, have uh, said, you know what, we should probably join with Gamera and help him. And stop trying to kill him because he's trying to help us. Yeah, well, it's like it's like the end of the the Grapes of Wrath. It's like wherever there's a Gauss, wherever a child disbelieves, wherever a city needs destroying, I'll be there. Gamera. Yes. <laughs> That's what Henry Fonda says. Not that exact line. <laughs> the last title card is like Gamera, nineteen ninety nine, the absolute guardian of the universe. Yes. Followed by the Gamera love song. <laughs> yep, those are exactly the words. You got it. Um, so that's Gamera. Yep. Gamera 3, Revenge of Iris. So Nathan, I mean, yeah, you would obviously recommend <laughs> Absolutely. this Absolutely. <laughs> There's no two ways around it. Yeah. Um... And yeah, I'll, I'll I'll just say that I think it's the best of the three new ones. Actually, well, it's the best one that I've watched so far. I think, yeah. despite my confusion at various points in the movie, whenever they mentioned like mana and stuff like that, um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's I, I fun. think it helps that the that the human story, which is used uh, is always used in these movies to to kind of prop up um, the monster mayhem, is is a really strong character driven story. Yeah. You know, it's not just like it's all good people trying to trying to help Gamera and stop the you know whatever bird or bug or that he's trying to defeat. There's actually humans that are actively working against him with their own kaiju. Yeah, it's it's um it's better than these human characters in these movies generally get. Yeah. So yeah, both across the board. Uh, Thank you for enjoying another Gamera movie. Uh, now we are going to take a brief break and we will be right back. What were they thinking? 
What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. Oh man, I've been stuck on this dungeon for like uh, two weeks now. I wish I knew how to get past this stuff. Oh there, little youngster. I think I can help you out. Whoa, Jimmy Stewart! Well, that's right. <sighs> Just, Mr. Stewart, I've been stuck on this dungeon for two weeks now. Do you know where I could get some help with it? Well, listen, if Jimmy Stewart knows one thing, it's video gaming. You were Nintendo World Champ three years straight. That's right. You know how I did that? How? Well, for the good folks at GameItAll.com. Wow, they sound keen, Mr. Stewart. It's your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. Do they know about up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, B-A, start? I think I just had a stroke. That's GameItAll.com, giving Jimmy Stewart a stroke since 2020. And we're back. Yes, we are back. Nathan, it's time for the low haiku. Mm-hmm. Yes, the low haiku. The part of the program where we get uh, a little bit poetic. Uh, we use 17 perfect syllables to describe a nigh-perfect movie. Gamera 3, Nerve Hedgehogs. And uh, Nathan, would you like to uh, open this one up? Absolutely. Friend to all children, guardian of the universe, we love Gamera. Very good, very good, very good. All right. My haiku is as follows. Gamera's victim, Iris. The flying snail eel. Good luck, Goo Goo Dolls. Thank you. Oh, hey, we're up and route and Goo Goo Dolls. What's that all about? They they have that song Iris. Oh, okay. Uh, but um, we talked about this movie. We did. But what do we always say? Well, we always say... Don't take a word for us. So, that's over the tomato meter. Mm, what do we got? Well, the tomato meter says... Don't take our word. Or, no, it doesn't. Uh, it <laughs> says, uh, tomato meter not yet available. Okay. Um, but 90% for the audience. Holy shit. 90%. There are only two critical reviews and only one where the quote is available. <laughs> well, <laughs> tell us what that critic is saying, Nathan. Well, it's it's Tim, uh, Tim Brayton from Agony and Ecstasy. He writes, One of the finest Japanese monster movies, nuanced in its story and character, bold in its visual dynamism. 
Boom. Dynamism. Nailed it. Dynamism. And Emmanuel Levy at EmmanuelLevy.com. Oh, his quote is not available. He only gave it a two out of five and apparently a rotten review. So he can go pound his hand up his ass. All right. Well, those are the critics. <laughs> Let's get it to the audience reviews. That took no time at all. None whatsoever. Um, our first review here comes from a, from an Aiden D who gives it uh, five out of stars. And... Uh, he says, he says, if you've read my review of Gamera Guardian of the Universe, you'll know that this film is definitely worth checking out when I say that this is even better. He's really okay. establishing his fan base there. <laughs> <laughs> if only if you've read that review, you'll know. <laughs> well, uh, Zachary M. Uh, took it a bit to task. Um, only gave it three, so he's wrong. Uh, writes the last of the 90s Gamera trilogy, and it surpasses the second and lands slightly on par with the first. The idea of looking at the survivors of past monster attacks and having a new creature based on those feeling of revenge and hate is cool, but I had to view it twice just to make sure I knew what was going on. At times, it never feels like it was explained in a manner that was kind of head-scratching, and the monster battle at the end was very anticlimactic, Almost grindhouse feel. Hmm. I don't feel. I like that that last fight actually. <laughs> Gamera gets shanked, gets stigmata, rips yeah, somebody. It, yeah, it's very grindhouse. Uh, Kurt Russell puts Gamera in a car and tries to kill him. <laughs> yeah, that's because Gamera's death proof. That's yeah. why it's grind, got a grindhouse feel to it. <laughs> and with all these monster attacks, they're on planet terror. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or they're from planet terror. Yeah. Okay, so this one is very long, so I'm going to edit as I go. Okay. <laughs> it's just, uh, but it's from Edward C. And uh, Okay, which Edward... one? <laughs> what? <laughs> There's two of them. I think they're exactly the same, except one was on March, 20, uh, March 31st, and the other was on March 27th of 2014. Oh, I don't know. But Edward C. gives it five stars. Yep. And I'm going to read it like I think you uh, wrote it. This movie is the holy crap scale of awesome and badass. And just go insane action for any beginner who appreciates kaiju movies or any kaiju-y fan in general. That's how he wrote it. Before I talk about the last film in the Gamera trilogy, though, I'm going to talk about the first two. And then he talks about the first two in great detail. But in the final film of the Gamera trilogy, a girl named Diana, who's seen Gamera as the enemy for killing her parents, finds an egg in a small cave along with a necklace. The egg hatches into a small monster. She names Iris. She helps it mutate so that it can become strong and stuff and large enough to have the revenge on Gamera. This movie wasn't released in American theaters in 1999, which is the one and only big problem with this movie. I believe that if all three Gamera movies... That if all three Gamera movies, that the first one would have been seen as a cool Michael Bay-esque picture, while the second would have audience been audiences been like, wow, that was pretty amazing. And this one would have had audiences think that this is one of the greatest films ever made because I like the first two movies a lot, but I love this one. I have the most fun with this trilogy these past three days. Okay. Then ahead with the other two trilogies I just watched, IP Man and Samurai or Ip Man. I don't know. Sorry. IP Man. Okay. (laughs) Yes, you do. When Gamera was in the dome slash airport and having his final battle, while I didn't like that wasn't as fast paced as the other two, it was still Tron's a badass. Uh, But at the same time, hard to watch because this was the final movie and Iris was winning. (laughs) I give Gamera three Revenge of Iris a five out of five. So five out of stars? Five out of stars. Okay. What a wild ride that was. <laughs> uh, I have one here. It's a little more reserved uh, from uh, Joel R. I can only assume it's Joel Robinson. 
so. of the satellite of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, he writes, an amazing mix of CG and rubber suit effects that make this one of my favorite kaijus ever. A darker, I- serious treatment of traditionally kitty-friendly fare with an epic battle centerpiece that makes this a standout. Four out of stars. I can see him writing that. Oh no, we got movie sign. <laughs> um, this is—I don't know why this made me laugh, but this is from Jacob H, and uh, he gives it three and a half stars. Jake Hager, uh, yeah, Jack Swagger himself. <laughs> um, wrestling reference got it in. <laughs> yeah, we've gotten a few. Oh, have we? <laughs> well, yeah, well one, one of the kids was Mick Foley tough. Oh yeah, that's true. I think that whole opening salvo between Gamera and David Arquette. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good point. <laughs> For a giant monster movie, this film really has a lot of great things in it. <laughs> what did he give it out of stars? Uh, three and a half out of stars. Okay. I, I don't understand. Like, that's a weird... For a monster movie, there's good stuff. Like, it's <laughs> such a vague review. <laughs> uh, I've got one here from Aaron C. So, it's obviously Aaron Carter. Oh, boy. Uh, and he writes, uh, with awesome special effects for a fun, for a monster film, this movie uh, rivals or beats most Godzilla films as much as I hate to say it. Four and a half out of stars. <laughs> All right. Um, actually, this might be my last one here. This is from uh, Robert E. Um, Lee. <laughs> Oh, fuck him. <laughs> uh, he gives it five out of stars. Okay. And he says, oh, God, if you haven't seen this, you don't know why this type of film is awesome. And, yeah, I showed this to Adrian. <laughs> what? Don't worry. He showed it to Adrian, okay? okay. <laughs> he did. I, I believe you, Rob. <laughs> Um, okay, well, last uh, short one here from Tyler S. Uh, he writes, One of the few Daikaiju movies to leave me awestruck. A god watch for anyone. Four and a half out of stars. <laughs> god watch. A god watch, yeah. Maybe that's like his his uh, his reference to Godzilla. Maybe. There's another guy here who says, The best giant monster movie since the original Godzilla. I saw that too. Yeah, I. You know what? I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I don't think I've ever seen the original Godzilla all the way through. It's okay. So it's good. Um, as far like if I was to hold it up to the original Gamera movie, which I, I actually I kind of enjoy too. The original Godzilla King of the Monsters um, is superior, uh, just because of the uh, it's. It's it's more original. Uh, Gamera, as much as I love my, my turtle friend, uh, Gamera the Invincible or, you know, Monster or whatever they, whichever title you use to, to, to call it, is, I hate to say it, a fairly shameless ripoff. <laughs> the only real difference between... Uh, King of the Monsters and uh, Gamera the Invincible is that Gamera saves a kid, uh, which makes him a good guy. Um, and any of the wanton destruction that happens on his part is just simply because, you know, he he's he's a he's a, a monster uh, in a human's world, and and they they need to get rid of him because he's wrecking up the place, but not in any sort of intentional way. 
hot take from Nathan. I did not expect that. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I can't. I can't very well say. Uh, you know that. You know the original Godzilla can go fly a kite because without that, I mean, we wouldn't have camera. In all honesty, so. So Nathan, I'm gonna drop a little hintsky now as right. uh, coming up next week on the program. Okie doke. Shamalama ding dong. There you go. Okay. That could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there you go. There's the hint for next week. Um, guess away, folks. Nathan. Mm-hmm. Is Montrose Monkington there? He is. Oh. He's always kicking around. Okay. <laughs> Get him free here a second. <laughs> Hello! It's a good friend Montrose Monkington III here, and it's good to see that you've taken a bit of a step up uh, in comparison to the ones we were watching uh, in the previous weeks. Um, that, In the vein of that, of taking a step up from a Glenn Danzig movie, uh, I would also I'd like to invite you all to, to join me on my YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV, um, and, and also uh, my Facebook group, Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire and Friends, um, and also feel free uh, to tweet me uh, at Montrose the Third. That's the number three uh, D on your Twitter devices, and I will say thank you. More later. Thank you, Mr. Monkington. You're welcome. And as for our podcast, of course, you can find us all over the map. You can find us on Age of Radio. That's our home base, ageofradio.com slash what were they thinking. Uh, you can find us on any podcast app. You just search for what were they thinking. We're there. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, again, just search for us. We are there. We, 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 you will find us, I assure you, as as our old plot buddy would say. Um, <laughs> You can, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. We're on Patreon.com slash WWTT Podcast, Redbubble, Public, all that stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. That's that's the plugs. Next segment. <laughs> uh, Nathan, I got to say I have a few you, questions. You Okay. All right. I see if I can help you out. I mean, well, okay. Well, I mean, oh. Oh, did you, did you want to ask the question? Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, somebody else is going to ask the question. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh yes, yes, Gauss, yes. <laughs> I, well, you know what? You were featured. I, I think that you should be happy in that. I, and you got scale, didn't you? <laughs> oh, scale plus fifteen, even better. Okay, he's getting really angry. What is he saying? Yeah. Okay, so first of all, he's saying that he should have been uh, the main villain in this movie, okay. uh, to which I was letting him know, that, you know what, he, he was featured. Uh, the the Iris, uh, we, we actually kind of didn't really cover this all, uh, but the Iris was actually an evolution from uh, the Gauss. <coughs> yes, it was said, they said it in the movie. <coughs> So, and there were several Gauss featured in the film, right? <sighs> yeah, okay, so you know what? It's it's the Gamera series, not the Gamera and Gauss series. I think you should... 
Oh, you don't take that tone with me, young Gauss. I will have you know that you have not only been featured in Gamera vs. Gauss in the 60s, you were also in Gamera vs. Guiron. You technically showed up again in uh, Gamera Super Monster. Of course, there is Guardian Guardian, uh, Guardian of the Universe. Uh, you There was a brief Gauss cameo in uh, Legion. Of course, you were featured heavily throughout, and you also managed to show up at the beginning and end of Gamera the Brave. I think you've been treated rather fairly in this trilogy uh, and entire movie series as a whole, Mr. Gauss. Uh, Nathan, I think you're a little harsh on him. He's uh, straight up about to destroy this place. Well, you know what? You should calm down because if you do that, we can't talk about the other Gamera movies you were in because there's still at least one more that we have to cover. Two if we get to the real bottom of the barrel I that's well you know what I don't know what they were thinking give up forever to touch you cause I know that you feel me somehow you're the closest to heaven that I'll ever be and I don't wanna go home right now and all I could taste is this all I can breathe is your life And sooner or later it's over I just don't want to miss you tonight And I don't want the world to see me Cause I don't think that they'd understand When everything's made to be broken I just want you to know Hi guys, we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait, isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we, I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com. Slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean. And you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. It's time. Let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love good movies. We love the bad ones, too. 
So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh yeah. Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes a gratuitous It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy at eilfm.podbean.com.